This Dharma talk by Joan Sutherland, Self and Soul, Koan 2, was given at Cerro Gordo Temple, Santa Fe, New Mexico, on April 22, 2010. Good evening to you, Bodhisattvas, on this snowy spring evening. Um, some of us have been thinking we should change the name of our fair city to Santa Maria. <laughs> um, we've, been, we've been talking for a while about um, the self and the soul, and we've come to uh, the particular question of if, if there is a sense of um, awakening, Buddha nature, whatever you want to call it, that's inherent in us, that's latent or potential in us. Um, when it is actual, when it becomes actual, when there is awakening, is it possible that the self, um, and by which I mean sort of the self that we become familiar with in meditation, um, the self whose Difficulties get made uh, blazingly, horrifyingly clear in meditation. Um, the self that is bossy and judgmental and cowardly and um, all of those things. Um, can that is that can that self be also redeemed in some way by the the action of awakening when potential becomes actual and realized. So, to, you know, to speak a little bit ironically, is there such a thing as a good self? Um, and I would, I would say yes, there is. And so we, we're beginning to explore what that might be. What is, it, what is a good, if we know so clearly what a problematic self is like, what's a good self like? So, last time we met, um, I brought in a koan because I thought it was it might be an interesting way to begin to to look at those questions and um, it's uh, it, it, it's traditionally called a young woman comes out of deep samadhi deep meditation and the the backstory to this is that on a distant planet in some other galaxy. Um, all the Buddhas of all the worlds are getting together for, I don't know, their annual convention, <laughs> their guild meeting, um, with their, their agenda of um, Buddha concerns and um, their sharing of Buddha strategies, I guess, for saving all beings. So that's the backstory. And Manjushri, who is the, the Bodhisattva of wisdom, the embodiment of wisdom, uh, has been has been explicitly uh, denied access to the meeting. He can't come. So that's kind of a curious thing. Why is it that Manjushri is barred from the meeting? But he keeps trying, and in the end, he does get in. And instantly, all of the Buddhas, except our historical earthly Buddha, all of the Buddhas do what's called in the koan returning to their original dwelling place. So as soon as Manjushri shows up, all the Buddhas return to their original dwelling place. And then there's this sort of story that gets played out, um, which I will give you in just a second. Um, and I think this story has something to do with our sense of um, the, the problematic self, what we've been calling the mistaken mind, the mistaken consciousness. 
to redeem that, that consciousness. So I will tell you that uh, this is an old story, pre-Chinese story, an Indian story. But when it became a koan in China, there was one change made in the story, which I'll point out as we, as we read it. And this one small change is the difference between it being a story and, and being a koan. Please take one and pass it on. So that's the quality of the wisdom Manjushri embodies. 
And um, when I when I think of, of that, I always contrast it in my own mind with a, a bit from a poem by Robert Pinsky, who talks about hand in the dark untying the same knot that the hand tied in the light. Hand in the dark untying the same knot that the hand tied in the light. Which is a very cool image. And, re- and I think speaks a lot to our experience, you know, of, of what is conscious and what is unconscious, what happens in the light, what happens in the dark, and how we're always working that knot, you know, kind of over and over and over again. And that, so that's a kind of contrasting view to, um, to the, the wisdom of Manjushri that cuts through. Um, the one change I, I mentioned that got made when the story was turned into a con is that in the, in, the, in the original story, in the original Indian story, the bodhisattva who gets drawn up from underground to bring the woman out of Samadhi is called the pure white bodhisattva. So the pure white bodhisattva in Koan becomes the bodhisattva of delusive wisdom. That must be important because the change they made. So instead of having a contrast between two figures kind of representing an absolute sense of clarity or purity, you've got, you've got that on one side and you've got delusive wisdom of all things on the other side who gets the, the better of Manjushri. Um, and for... For the purposes of this conversation we're having about self and soul, I want to invite you to think about the young woman deep in samadhi, in, insensible to the world around her. Think about her perhaps as this Buddha nature or awakening in potential. Right? It's not yet realized, it's not in the world, but it's in it's so deep inside of her that it's that it's for all intents and purposes in potential. Because um, one of the one of the really important critical parts of this tradition is that it's not awakening as long as it's just an interior event. Awakening is not something that happens inside each of us one by one by one by one. Awakening is something that happens and then is born into the world. And it, it's when it comes into the world that awakening is fully realized. So, so she's the potential for that. Um, and even though in deep meditation, profound meditation, not yet there because not yet born. Okay, so um, with all of that kind of introduction, um, there's so many interesting questions in this. As, you know, as I mentioned before, the one about why do they all return to the original dwelling place when Manjushri shows up. But I think it might be good to just go straight to the heart of, 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 I think, the question that this Cohen raises. What is this apparent duality between Manjushri and the Bodhisattva of Delusive Wisdom? What is the Bodhisattva? What is Delusive Wisdom? I mean, that seems to go against everything we think we're doing. You know? So what is that? Um, and again, maybe just to... Um, just to, just to get things started, I will mention that um, probably the, the greatest contemporary commentator on this uh, this koan, um, Shibiyama Zenke, said that uh, the bodhisattva of delusive wisdom is the bodhisattva of differentiation. It's the wisdom of differentiation. 
Manjushri is the Bodhisattva of equality. To Manjushri, everything is equal. Everything has equal value. Um, the Bodhisattva of Jivasubhasu is the one that makes differentiations between things. So in the, in the traditional um, Chan Kawan way of expressing this is to say that in the world of Manjushri, which is sometimes called the Crystal Palace, there's no standing up, sitting down, um, walking around. Because why would you bother to do anything? Because nothing is any different than anything else. There's no, there's no point in standing up or sitting down or walking around. Whereas when you have differentiation, then you have the ability to freely stand up and sit down and walk around. Okay? Because you see, you see the differences between those things, and you can, you, know, you can apply that to any circumstance, but in, in the simplest sense, if what I want to do is, is go to sleep, whether I'm standing up or lying down is going to make a profound difference to, to the quality of my sleep. So that's the that's the wisdom that that's the beginning of an understanding of, of differentiated wisdom, the wisdom of differentiation. It's better usually for most people under most circumstances, it's better to lie down and go to sleep than it is to stand up. Whereas for magicians, it's, you know, doesn't matter, makes them Um So so let's explore a little bit about what delusive wisdom might be and what its relationship to Manjushri's wisdom of equality is and what happens if, I mean, you know, this is, this is Chan and Zen, so we have to presuppose that, that if there's an apparent duality, we're going to destroy the duality. We're going to use Manjushri's sword to cut into one instead of cutting into two. So we're going to take it to one, we're going to cut it into one, okay? So what, what about that? How do, you, how do you respond to the, the idea of delusive wisdom? Does it seem like an oxymoron in the comic space? These talks are made available through your donations to Cloud Dragon, the Joan Sutherland Dharma Works. To learn more about her teachings and to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our donate page at joansutherlanddharmaworks.org.